Hello around everybody, it's time for the Tales by Toe podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Tales by Toe podcast. How are we all doing? I hope you are all keeping well and staying safe. I mean, what is happening guys? What has happened to 2020? I think let's just keep it real and call a spade a spade. 2020 has been something else. Given the fact that we're only in March, I definitely don't think this is how we thought this year was going to go. We were all doing vision boards. It was all about 2020 vision. And actually this year so far has just been, um, interesting to say the least for me soon as we lost Kobe everything has just been a bit downhill and for anyone who lives under a rock or has no idea of what's going on in the world right now we are currently facing what I am calling Corona gate um coronavirus has really um come and and changed everything for everyone around the world and we're facing a pandemic that we just never ever thought we would be in um especially in our generation i think it's really come as a surprise um that we could be in this situation and it just seems to be evolving so much um and i hope all of you are well i hope you're all your loved ones are okay and you're all doing what you can to stay safe and, you know, take the right precautions. I think we're in such uncharted territory that people don't really know what to do, what's right, what's wrong. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, 2020 has just been interesting. I think when you, when you come from a perspective of like faith and looking at some of the events that have been happening and mirroring some of those with the stories in the Bible, you're just like, wow what what is actually going on but you know we move we're still trying to make the most of day-to-day life the best that we can um I'm privileged enough to be able to work from home so I've been home for this is over a week almost like almost two weeks at home um and so is my husband so we've been working from home um and just trying to stay healthy just trying to stay sane and and do all the right things but um you start to realize that this pandemic is really um it's going to change a lot of things around the world and it, i think it's really shaken people in in different ways for different reasons whether you're looking at the economy whether you're looking at um our healthcare services, especially in the UK, uh, whether you're just looking at the general preparedness of people to deal with situations such as this, um, and having come from like when you look at the first world countries versus you know Africa, the slightly poorer climate of the world, I think this has probably been the first thing that's really hit the Western world and the places that are generally quote unquote affluent and don't need the help. And I think this is where the change has really come. And I mean, we're only talking, this is probably, what's the date right now? So it's the 23rd of March and as it is, you know, pubs, 
pubs, restaurants, gyms have closed down. If, if you're based in England, that is um, borders are closing almost on a daily basis in different places around the world. And it's just having such a knock-on effect, even in, in just your general family life. Um, our parents are a little bit older. Um, my father in love in particular is part of the vulnerable. My stepdad is part of the vulnerable and part of has part of the younger generation it's starting to look at how can you make sure you keep your loved ones safe and also make sure we're all looking after each other and checking in on one another and what that dynamic really looks like. And there's just a lot of things um happening and kind of taking place and hopefully on your end whatever your situation is you are just staying positive and trying to do the best that you can for yourself and your loved ones but um in terms of like I suppose I have to think about it specifically in in the world of my remit and the things that I am more accustomed to me and my husband were having a conversation yesterday and we actually we're just reflecting on the fact that when we started our wedding planning journey, we wanted to have our wedding in April 2021. So effectively next month so that we had a bit more time to save money. Um, and I remember a conversation with my father in love and he was just like, just do it in 2019. What's the point of, you know, you know, you might save more money, but what's the point of waiting? Um, and he, persuaded us to kind of just go for it and do it in 2019 and now on reflection I'm just thinking wow had we waited we would be in a very very tricky situation and there's so many um brides who are my personal friends people who I went to school with people who I'm friends with on social media who have have plans for weddings this year and nowhere in your wedding planning nowhere in your um advice when people are are kind of giving you direction on how to plan an event plan a wedding no one ever um can predict that you would be faced with a situation such as this and i'm just sending out so much um words of encouragement just words of affirmation and just love and light to everyone and anyone who is in that particular situation where you're planning your wedding and life has handed us this situation and I I can't even begin to imagine what what takes place or what are the precautions the steps that you need to make sure um, you take to either make sure you can still have your wedding if you're lucky enough to or whether you have to postpone it depending on where you are in the world I mean at the moment in the UK they're kind of encouraging I think they were even saying some churches are saying you can only have a wedding with five people um, because of, you know, gatherings and, and safety. And in in my head, in the world of African wedding planning and sometimes the stresses that come with the guest list and things, that sounds like a great idea. It's like, yeah, okay, yay, five people, cut the numbers down. But actually, in, in reality, that's probably quite devastating in terms of, um, the dream wedding that you plan to have so you know it's it does have just a, a bulk of different um, things to put into perspective and things to think about so I'm just praying for each and every person each and every bridegroom anyone who's who was kind of embarking on that journey and your weddings are you know in the next couple of months my, my very very good friend was supposed to have a wedding in Bali in May um which she's had to postpone because 
borders are closing wherever you go. So actually guests can't even travel to the wedding. Um, And it just brings on a whole tide of things. But I think even for the people who are pre-wedding and just dating, how, how can you date in the world of coronavirus? I just think it's such a tough time to to get to know individuals and, and still be safe. Um, but just like, I suppose for, for both sets of individuals, wherever you find yourself in life, whether you're in the courting phase or dating or whether you are planning your wedding, I think as individuals, it's probably the best time to make use of the time we have and just being extremely grateful that, one, we're all alive. So many people have lost their lives in the last couple of months due to this virus. But um, even without the virus, I think time as as a concept is completely taken for granted and no one can plan enough and we never know how long we really have to do anything. So I think my my biggest encouragement and sort of my biggest takeaway of just reflecting on, on this situation and how it's evolving and the fact that it doesn't seem to be getting any better um, is for people to just take take stock of where you are and take stock of the position that you find yourself in. I think for dating purposes, I suppose, if you were lucky enough to have had a couple of dates with someone and you were just starting to get to know them and now, you know, there's social distancing, there's no restaurants to be going to, there's no places to be having dates on. I think you have to be quite creative about how you want to still get to know someone. I think there's still lots of ways to be intentional about courting or, or dating a person. And I think has two people in in that relationship or getting to know one another find ways to keep it creative I think also coming from a woman's perspective of you know sometimes you don't really know where you stand or you don't want to ask too many questions and don't want to overthink it and all of this stuff that we tell ourselves I suppose this is probably the best time today if you've already had interaction with someone and you guys have been talking over the phone because you will get to see how intentional a person can be about you. Um, You know, people are doing, it was Mother's Day yesterday and I saw a few families were doing like virtual lunches with their moms and their grandmothers. And, you know, so for someone who is dating you in this time to say, well, because of coronavirus, we can't really move anything forward. It's very unrealistic. Um, So, I think for someone in that dating phase, probably use this season to be intentional about the things that you want. It's a, it's the perfect time to really spend time, um, introspectively looking at the things that you as an individual want to work on, the things that mentally, spiritually, um, you know, those kind of inward conversations that you probably avoid. Sometimes this is the best time to address them, especially before you are back on the dating scene, you might um, come with different perspective and maybe a different view on the kind of life and the kind of relationship, the kind of partnership you want to create going forward, because this this is a life-changing situation um, for many reasons. And I don't think just as a world, even as a working world, when you look at the infrastructure, if people set up 
a way for everyone to work from home. This the way the way we do things whenever this is all cleared up is going to be different, and the way we look at relationships is going to be different. Everything is is effectively never going to be the same. So use that time. All all the singletons out there use that time wisely. And for those who are on their wedding planning journey, who are just trying to figure out what to do next, especially if your wedding is imminent, like in the next sort of eight weeks or twelve weeks, um just stay positive, keep praying, keep, um, keep looking forward to the day. Cause I think that's probably the most important thing. And knowing that you you will get your day, you'll get your day to celebrate and be with all your loved ones again. And by God's grace at that point, when that does happen, everyone will be safe and healthy and you can really make the most of it. But in, in the meantime, just, I think staying positive is is the most important thing and knowing that we will get through this um speak to your vendors if you've already booked with a lot of people who are going to be supplying things at your wedding whether it's your caterer your dj your photographer all of those people have um it will be good to kind of keep having open conversations with your vendors so that we can you know you can keep assessing what to do next what to do going forward if you've already paid your deposits if you've got payments that are due is there a leeway to maybe freeze those payments um whilst whilst you gather a bit more clarity about what you're going to do with your wedding or your event um and i think it's important obviously from a business perspective being a vendor myself sometimes i guess in the cash flow ways if if everyone who has and has booked an event is going to freeze their payments that's obviously going to affect my profit and my business but at the same time i think now the way to do business is just really looking at the moral grounding that everyone's in a situation that they just didn't quite expect to be in but i think it's important if you're able to have those conversations with your vendors continuously um and hopefully work together obviously it's not that easy i've we had some difficult vendors when we did our wedding wouldn't necessarily be giving us time and day with a conversation like that um but it will kind of help in the pre-planning of whatever contingencies whatever contingencies you need to make um and just seeing where your vendors will be able to give you a bit of breathing room what you can do next um if you're lucky enough to have a, a venue that was providing a lot of the services then at least that eliminates the amount of conversations that you need to have um, and hopefully they can just postpone within their venue and still offer you the same packages. So at least you don't necessarily lose any money. But, you know, money and health and everything else, it does start to come to a conversation of what is the most important thing. Um, and also, whilst you're in this in this time of kind of waiting and and waiting to have clarity, I think it's remember to to cherish the purpose of this journey why you've decided to start a life with someone or why you've decided to kind of embark on the wedding planning process and just take stock of of the relationship I think the why when it comes to wedding planning obviously it's because you two love each other you want to start a life together but I think when you get quite bogged down with all the wedding planning and it it gets really busy and it's very very easy to forget why you're doing it um 
So I think whilst you have the time to kind of take a pause and just you're waiting for a bit more direction in terms of where the world is going and what's allowed and what's not allowed, just make sure you're prioritizing your why between you and your partner. Keep keep that kind of find a way to still keep the love going to make sure that you both want to do this later on. I think sometimes, you know, we always um, extremely hopeful that everyone who gets engaged ends up married. Um, And, you know, that's probably another episode that I might touch on and just, it's not always like that. And sometimes you, people in bad situations or people who are not with the right people are given a lucky escape sometimes before things are final and you're um, signed that dotted line. And I think in this time, it's very, very important to, like I'm saying, figure out what your why is and make sure you're, you are making the right decision. I'm not here to like advocate for people to break up. It's more just to make sure that with within making the right decision you are making the right decisions and you're making the right decisions together as a partnership as a union because once it's all said and done and the world goes back to normal you will be married it will just be the two of you and you want to make sure that you've got the foundation to face whatever life comes at you right now I speak as a newlywed who's you know, six months into marriage I never thought six months into my marriage we would be at a point where we're like quarantined in our house and that that comes with its own things we're getting to spend a lot of time together um and get to know one another in a completely different way because the elements of um of space have kind of been eliminated in the sense that day in day out we are here nine to five whereas in normal times nine to five we're in different spaces we interact with different people so by the time we reunite when we reunite at the end of the day we're we're coming with different perspective different things that have happened in our day whereas now that element is gone but i will talk about that in different so um and yeah and just to for you know for those people on their wedding planning journey remembering your why with your partner um staying positive and keep praying have open conversations with your vendors and most importantly just take take this time to build relationships um with with your outside of just your partner your family who you're becoming a family with I think when you're wedding planning sometimes you spend a lot of time especially it depends on how how if you've done it in a quite a traditional way that you don't really know your in-laws up until you're having wedding conversations up until you've been traditionally married and then now you're spending more time with them because you're doing wedding planning conversations um what tends to happen is that you wait till you're married and then you're now married into this family and then you're now fully immersed into them but actually there's been loads of moments that you've never experienced um with them because there's never been that opportunity so whilst you're in this sort of wait and I don't want to call it a wait because we don't really know how long it's going to last but whilst we're in this season and just dealing with the Rona, I think it would be, if you can, if you have the kind of um, tools or the kind of um, family structure that allows you to build relationship with your partner's family whilst you're in this season, I would definitely, definitely urge you to, because it's so important. They are, they will be your family 
um, if they aren't already. Not everyone is close and everyone's family structure is different. So I don't really want to come with the assumption that, you know, you're marrying into a family that everyone is all buddy-buddy. It might not be like that. They've got their own structures that you now have to adhere to. But this is the best time for you to learn. Oh, so your mum's got six siblings, but I've never heard you talk about your cousins. Why is that? We've got loads of time. Let's just address that matter before I walk down the aisle because what else have we, have we got to do at this point? Um, and probably my last thing, um, which I always talk about generally, is just to save your coin. Save your coin. Whatever you can do, especially whilst you're in this sort of postponing season or just like this waiting season, try and see the bits that you could probably save more money on. Um, even if you were quite set in stone on certain ideas or certain things that you wanted for your wedding with the perspective of how life of how short life is do you really still need those things can you now actually sacrifice on this and that to save more money so that later on um you've got you've got a good starting point for your marriage for your household um and yeah i just think at the moment in this way i'm just hoping that we can all stay positive whatever season of life you're in just stay positive and make the most of the time that we have with our loved ones whether we're spending time with them virtually or in in person just making making use of that and and staying safe because honestly we really didn't think it was going to be like this and we don't know how long it's going to last for um hopefully not for very long but at the same time like 2020 now for me is just like mm, it's a wrap. I don't really know what we're going to do in 2020. I don't even know if we'll travel in 2020 because, you know, every every country is experiencing it at different peaks. So, um, you know, the UK and the US might be in the clear from June, but actually, would, does that mean all the other countries that didn't have coronavirus will start to catch up? You know, all of these weird things, weird and wonderful things. But yeah, I've seen memes galore about 2020. Just take it back. Take it back, Jesus. <laughs> I want to be the girl. You know, you know, I spoke about the girl, the cartoon um, woman going up the stairs and 2019 is, is behind her. Maybe she's running backwards now. She's like, nope. I want to go back but anyway I'm rambling now so that I think I'm done but yeah I just wanted to check in with you guys and make sure you're all well and just send some encouragement to the brides out there and the grooms who are in wedding planning um you will have your days it will all work out and um I'm just praying that you you get the chance to really live out those moments and make the most of them but for everybody else and for all of us just make the most of your now and just yeah get through it guys bye